0: In today's Gospel, we hear about staying awake. And we can ask ourselves, what is the value of vigilance? And what is our value in a world that is ever more technological? You know, I was thinking with the rise of artificial intelligence, uh, you know, it, it really is incredible. I'm always uh, amazed by the different technological advances. Right now, there's a few different priests uh, visiting the community working at the, at the radio, and the other day I was speaking with a priest who was working in Sao Paulo, Brazil. And one of the, the things that he does, he has a lot of apostolate online. He's developed an app and he tries to create good formation material for the people that subscribe to the app. And the other day he was telling me about how uh, there was a priest in the United States who was very good at preaching, and had made some very good videos, and so he wanted to take those videos and translate them into Portuguese so that they would be available for the people that he was working with. And so first he showed me the video where there was a human being dubbing the the sound, right? So you see this American priest speaking English, but then the sound is, you know, the Brazilian uh, speaking Portuguese in a very different voice. And then he showed me the same video, but with artificial intelligence they had made it so that, the, you know, this American priest's voice was speaking Portuguese. And it was, it was much better, right? much, much easier to follow. But then we just thought, we're in a completely new world, you know, a, bra- a brave new world. And so, what do we do in a world that's changing so quickly? How do we react to a world where everything seems to be always new? We, we can know that we need rules for such a world. A few months ago, I, uh, I read Isaac Asimov's classic science fiction no- novel, I, Robot. And it was a little bit frightening how, how much it seemed to speak to today. And this was a novel that was released in 1950, you know, 70-something years ago. And yet, the way that he was talking about robots and his absolute rules or would seem very appropriate for our times today. And I think that if we look at today's Gospel, Jesus is actually giving us some clues about how to live in an ever-changing world. Because the wise virgins give us an image of the contemplation that should characterize a Christian's life. Now we see that the wise virgins have their lamps full of oil. And they symbolize the Christian who is looking forward, who is looking to the future, anxious for the return of the Lord. And we are all called to be waiting with great hope. Pope Benedict, in his encyclical, Salvi, which I heartily recommend, for me it's one of the most beautiful of his writings, says, the one who has hope lives differently. The one who hopes has been granted the gift of a new life. And so I think, you know, in our own world, where do we find the wise virgins? And I think that they are imitated most fully by the brave women of contemplative religious life, something that we might often forget. These women consecrate their lives to prayer. And they remind me a little bit of the rangers in Lord of the Rings, you know, these men of the north that are defending against the danger that the people of the shire, the Hobbits, are are completely unaware of. And yet, there is that defense that they don't even see. I feel that that's very much the, the protection that we receive from these contemplative souls. Pope Benedict again says, it is the expectation of things to come for the perspective of a present that is already given. It is a looking forward to Christ's presence with Christ who is present to the perfecting of his body to his definitive coming. You know, I think that's something that's important. You know, like one thing that's interesting and a certain similarity that we might see is that there's a fascination with the new, you know, and well now, if I'm not mistaken, we're getting to the the time of year where the new car models come out. And so everything's kind of always, already always pushing into the next year. But then we have to recognize as well, are we holding on to that which has perpetual value? We we live in a world that is so focused on output and production to determine value. So often our identity is, what do I do? What's my job? This is who I am. Working with young people, often it's it's an existential question, what's the job that I'm going to take on? Because I have to find meaning through my work. And there's something good to that, but there's also something very much limiting. And I think that if we look at contemplative religious, well, they help us to remember that life isn't only about production. Life isn't only about numbers and output. Being comes before action. Now, first it's important to find our identity, and then after that we're able to act and bring our, our being into action. Their being in the presence of God comes before any particular actions they may need to perform to preserve their monastery's way of life also first is adoration and after that maybe they'll prepare flowers for the chapel or prepare chasubles or make altar bread so many different things that might be there but the most important thing always is that being being in the presence of god which is a preparation for our heavenly way of existence as well they take as their model the blessed virgin mary she's the fruit of the immaculate conception as we remember from the apparition at lourdes she's somebody with an absolute purity and contemplative religious reflect this through their dedicated service to the shadows of the world. They're not famous. No, we don't see any contemplative religious on the, the cover of Vogue magazine. And yet, these are the women who have the deepest impact on the world. Their time of solitude and seclusion is the very definition of leisure. Now, so often we think about leisure as you know, simply kicking back. But leisure is much more about not being so busy with just the day-to-day activities, They were able to think about things that that make us more who we are called to be. They have time to dedicate themselves to the noblest of pursuits, the contemplation of God and his good works. And then on the other hand, we see the foolish foolish virgins. And they imitate the lazy busyness to which we can fall victim. Rather than contemplation, we get carried away away by hurried watching. Now this is something that I catch myself as well. You know, like maybe we're, we're with a group of people, we're watching a television program or watching a sporting event. And at the same time, we're scrolling through our phone. And it's like, how much input do I really need? And, and am I really growing through this activity? Or am I just kind of deadening my senses, zoning out? And, and, and we're not even truly present. Well, because we might be in the same room with other people, and yet it's a series of individual, individuals rather than a community. Pope Francis reminds us that the condition for being ready for the encounter with the Lord is not only faith, but a Christian life, rich in love and charity for our neighbor. If we let ourselves be guided by what seems easiest to us, by the pursuit of our own interests, our life becomes sterile incapable of giving life to others, and we do not accumulate any spare oil for the light of our faith. And this faith will be extinguished at the moment of the coming of the Lord, or even before. If instead we are watchful and seek to do good with gestures of love, of sharing, of service to our neighbor in difficulty, we can remain at peace as we await the coming of the bridegroom. The Lord will be able to come at any moment And even the sleep of death does not make us afraid, as we have a reserve of oil accumulated with the good works of every day. Faith inspires charity, and charity safeguards faith. In a world that focuses so much on production, on use, on output, on efficiency, I think it's good to rediscover the value of a certain uselessness. This isn't something that we have to look down on, but rather something that we're not using just to, uh, to gain a certain result. The life of contemplative religious is not about producing, but about being. And this is the future to which we are all called, being in the presence of God. That's what heaven is, and all of our desires will be fulfilled. And I think we should all try to spend, we should all try to spend some time this week trying to be, resting in the presence of God. One of the things that's so inspiring here at St. Philip's is coming and, you know, basically any hour of the day finding people in adoration. And, and this is very much an action of being, of being in the presence of the Lord, where it's not all about speaking. It's all not, a, it's not all about producing. It's not, you know, simply about reflecting, but it's about being in God's presence. Prayer, reflection, and service to the poor fill our lamps. And then, you know, so this makes us like the wise virgins. And then on the other hand, we're like the, the, The foolish virgins, when we go through mindless scrolling, thinking of impure images, or biting remarks that hurt our neighbor, and so I'd invite you to reflect. You know, what will we choose? When Jesus comes, will our lamps be full or empty?